Hi, everybody, and welcome to Cosmic Crit. I'm Jabert, your, well, not your favorite bug soldier, but, you know, one of the bug soldiers that you like, I presume. Uh, welcome again to uh, to this episode. Well, I'm very excited for you guys to hear it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, before we get on to it, though, I just wanted to bring up our Discord. Uh, the Cosmic Crit Discord is a great place to sort of connect with people uh, who play Starfinder. Um, if you have any questions about rules, it's a you know it's a great place to just get a quick you know quick opinion on stuff like that. Um, and we have an Ask the Cast section that's a lot of fun. Uh, we have recently been having a conversation about uh, favorite one-class parties. So a party of all Technomancers is sort of what I what I sort of envision when I think about a class that would work really well like that. But, I mean, I know that, you know, as the game was being designed, they specifically mentioned that, you know, that you could run the game with a party of all soldiers, you know, and so it's, I don't know, we were having some fun chatting, chatting about that, and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your perspectives on that. What class do you think would make the best all-one-class party? Let us know your thoughts over at our Discord in the hashtag AskTheCast uh, channel. And, yeah, we'll see you there. No other meaningful news right now to report, so I'll not waste your time any longer, and we'll get right into episode 153, The Antisocial Network. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. It's time to loot up this dungeon basement raid. I'm crunching the numbers and we got a 32.22% repeating, of course, percentage of survival on this week's episode of the Cosmic World of War Crits. This is your intrepid clan leader and RP server GM, Patrick, welcoming you back to the grind. We're here to slay Murlocs and grief the horde. And joining me in this fetch quest extraordinaire are my five friends and your adventuring party mates. Uh, to my right, she's a Drenae Paladin with a power to smite you out of existence. It's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Across from her, why, he's all about that DPS. Drew Drokes per second. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. ASL, RP. <laughs> to my right, why the tankiest tank that's ever tanked. Charging headfirst into battle, it's Leroy Tyler, dredging up with Tavasho. Wow. Across from him, the analytical healer who can't help but drawing a little aggro for himself, it's Jabert playing as stressed. Hey guys, how are you? And across the digital table, this little mecha gnome has some tricks up his sleeve, but in reality, we know him to be a lovable Pandaren. Why, it's Miles mixing up with Sprouts. All hail Savannahs. <laughs> uh, remember when they, they put Kung Fu Panda in the game? I was fine with it. <laughs> I was more pissed that made Savannah's completely evil than I cared about pandas. That also <laughs> introduced uh, monks, right? Yes. I think so. Sounds right. It's been, that's like a decade ago. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable. Uh, time flies when you're leveling up multiple tunes right by the, by the time will... this expansion co- or by the time this episode comes out the le- next expansion might be out I so just you're saying there's gonna be a cosmic day. crit wow screen 
<laughs> uh, yes. Uh, there were, there's a bunch of like allied races that were like added in to the game recently. Like a whole bunch of playables I, I had not, I didn't recognize. I was like, what? So in the, <laughs> New in, elves in and the stuff. last expansion, they just, they added in like, uh, like, uh, what's the term for like, uh, alternate kind of things. Like they're alternate appearances, but they're alternate appearances based on races in the game. Like the Tauren, they, they mm-hmm. introduced a, 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 the big bull guys. They introduced a moose style race that very much looks like the. They added Canadians to the game. How yes, weird! They are from the north, <laughs> uh, and, and it's some of those. Uh, and and like, there's a cute fox race that you can use instead of goblins. That, but you had to, you had to unlock them as part of the game. And I didn't play that expansion long enough to uh, to get mm. that far. So it's basically anyway. Starfinder now. <laughs> yeah, yeah like honor people and all that <laughs> yeah what's weird i have not played world of warcraft regularly actively in a decade but rebecca and i spent a decade playing that game so i could really talk about it a lot I like probably don't Cataclysm. oh please don't <laughs> let's let's talk about starfinder we got about seven more years until you've got as much time in starfinder as warcraft <laughs> so we gotta get back to it uh last time on the podcast lots of loot lots of stuff mm-hmm. Uh, you hopefully have gotten a chance to take a look at since we last played. Uh, but yeah, we have to get back into the action. But before we do that, I want to hear one of you recap last week's episode. And I'm just going to pick a player at random here. Let's see. Me, me, meeny, meeny, miny, moe. Miles, tell us what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. As soon as I wrap up one mystery, another one rears its ugly head. I tagged along with Zinni to meet our mysterious benefactor. One Zastus Gravelark. Apparently, the old Warhawk Strix has been following her since Susquehan. I don't trust this new feathered friend any further than I can fly, and I ain't sprouting wings anytime soon. He's looking for some swarm research, same as us, but I'm unsure if we should be help if if we should be hopping to bed with him so soon. At least buy a plant dinner first, maybe some fertilizer. We continued down to the basement and found what this Doctor Malakahat was working, putting swarm frequency headbands on Formian corpses. We dropped the cybernetic on bed faster than a bad habit and looked at the labs, still searching for the school backup service. But I think our luck might just be changing. Jadvada, making yourself useful and takes it to the rack room. Make it snappy. Got a download date with Destiny. A DD with D, you say? Downloading date. Uh, yeah, when, when we last left off, you guys had just taken care of, indeed, cybernetic zombies down here in the basement and gotten some loot upgrades. Um, feel free to take whatever you guys need for yourselves, but you've basically cleared off the southern side of the basement that you have seen thus far. The only thing I think you haven't checked is the the elevator on this side. Nope. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so what do you guys want to do now? Well, the elevator probably goes up unless we know of a lower floor, right? Yeah, you didn't... Didn't really inspect it up on the first floor, uh, but you don't have any recollection of sub-basement floors. And if you ask Jed Vata, he uh, he says the same. I mean, we could go check it out while we're up here before we move on. Yeah, could at least peek inside and see if there's any sub-basements or anything to check out. What's it gonna hurt? Just a little peek, right? Just a little peekaboo inside. I don't like. Who wants I, don't, to open? I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Who wants to open it up? Yeah, Tyler. I've been watching Lovecraft Country, so <laughs> elevators not so hot right now. <laughs> oh, 
Cool. Yeah. Lots of things can peekaboo at a, out of a elevator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I believe you've been um, voluntold to uh, to open it up, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that that's fine. I feel like I feel like this is my week to take to take the lumps. So uh, I'll go for it. Why, why is that? Just because I called you a tank in the intro this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got called a tank in the intro. I dodged a crit like two weeks ago. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I, my my, ta- my card has been punched. Well, giddy up, cowboy. Where is it at on the map? So I will reveal right it here. Right behind the stairs. Yeah. Aha. Doink. Right, right over here. Oh, okay. uh, and like go, go. another room we haven't gone down that way. Go ahead and make me a uh, strength check to to open up these oh, doors well. as there is no no power you hit that button nothing's happening this might not go well might need this might take <laughs> why is that strength checks are awful and they're all and they're way too high Starfire, i don't know these dcs are what are just wild sometimes <laughs> i mean that's what you roll uh what, what, i rolled a you nine on the dice for a 14 i say when it's a fail tyler and you know what uh that that is enough to elbow in one arm and then just kind of use your your body weight to push the the other door open here and it is uh, powered down the the car is here on this level um and the you don't see anything of note there's like no bodies or nothing in here except another one of those gelugon uh, extinguishers, those outdated fire extinguishers that uh, Jadvata has been looking for. <sighs> Jadvata, here you can bring, add this to your list of extinguishers we've given you. Oh, yes! This is the third one we found! How many more do you think you would need before you can wire some larger chain explosive together? Well, now that you have mentioned it, I, I don't think we need to make just uh, small level ordnance, uh, no more cold grenades. But if if I have the time, uh, and you wouldn't mind setting me up, maybe in the 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 shop there, uh, well, I can craft the the three extinguishers we've we've found into uh, an improvised weapon of some course, some some kind. Uh, uh, we'd be able to blast swarm with a a, a cold gelugon and and freeze them right there in their tracks. What what do you say? Can you make it into a heavy weapon? Oh, it will be very heavy. <laughs> I, I, I might not be able to lift it. Hmm. I think that would be worth our time. What does everyone else think? Revenge is a be- dish best served cold. Okay, well, it'll probably <laughs> it'll take me some time. So uh, maybe maybe just close the doors behind me. Uh, he, he will, you know, say he can work in the the room that you've just cleared. Uh, cleared out of cybernetic zombies as there are some some basic tools in here and he's got like a, a small craft uh, kit with him yeah. so drew did bring up that there is one room as of yet unexplored i think yeah, over or was here that to just the, well it's it's east as we're looking at it but north over here right do we want to backtrack and just open what is probably a closet or <laughs> I'm sorry. Where are you looking on the map? Where? Uh, all the way. Is is this not a door? To to the right. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Eight. We need to go back that way. We came back here to check out this room. Oh. Okay. Uh, and okay. now we have to go back to where we were before. Yeah. This is like backtrack part two. Yeah. Backtrack boogaloo. Oh. And, and, <laughs> and, and 
we definitely have to keep our eyes open because it looks like this goop could hide things watching us. That's the, the feeling I got walking through here. Mm. So you you do see a lot of what we've described last week as these swarm support structures that look like they've been kind of grown in place and you've hypothesized that perhaps it's because the school is falling apart and would have maybe in parts collapsed in on itself if, if you hadn't done that. So you'll have to walk back through the the large bathroom and the workspaces here that have been mostly destroyed, save for these large kind of organic pylons and, and columns lifting up the ceiling above you. And yeah, make it back to a small set of double doors on the um, south side of the a northern hallway here. Uh, this door, as you try it, though Tavasho is locked, it seems like. Does Can someone who is better with locks than just brute forcing a door maybe take over for me? I can give it a try. Do you have a lockpicking toolkit? I have an engineer's kit. <laughs> Does anybody want to aid as uh, Zinnia starts to monkey around with the lock? Um... Is that engineering? Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a shot. All right. Go ahead and everybody everybody roll. We'll take Zinnia's. Oh, oh, no. Got, a one got from that, Got that out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> first one. That was a, that's a good way. That, that was a good throwaway one, Miles. Very good. Oh, no, Tyler. Look at you. Devasha rolled engineering and, and aided. I threw away a 17 for that. <laughs> All right. Give us a roll, Rebecca. Right. Plus two. It's a 23. Oh, that won't do it, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it is a, a fairly heavy door lock that's keeping these two doors in place. So it will take a little bit more time. Uh, if you want, do you want to try, keep trying, or do you want to try and take uh, 10, perhaps, or even longer on the store? Uh. You're, you, you rolled pretty poor there. So. Yeah, I only got a four on the die, so I guess I'm not surprised that I failed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could should should I just roll again? Is there? I mean, yeah, I, I have a you think, seventeen. So you, you, have a, bonus. you have a plus seventeen. Yeah. If you just roll, I mean, oh, you, bonus, you just yeah. need to roll a ten, right? Like, I, I feel like you can do it. Yeah. Trust is going to post up in the uh, the hallway and just keep guard. Sure. Yeah. So you're going towards this this western hall, yeah? Right. Oh, the two on the die. <laughs> so as she's rolling, I'll reveal this destroyed hallway here. And on the west side, it looks like there's a uh, destroyed part of the wall that kind of opens up into what looks like a, a much larger room or set of rooms. And then it continues on down kind of towards the south, towards um, another set of these uh, swarm swarm walls that have been oh, constructed right. here. Yeah, these these goose decks. Mm-hmm. All right, another fail from Zinnia. So time-wise on this, I think it might be a few minutes rolling by. Can I just by. take Am 10? I, you, uh, you are not under any duress right now. Uh, so yes, but uh, I will say uh, after another few minutes, uh, taking 10 is not going to be enough. You got sweat on your brow now, <laughs> your, your feathered brow, as this lock is styming you. Do I give it another roll? I don't know how this works. Uh, Am uh, I just out of luck? 
No, you can keep no, rocking, or you can, uh, if you want to take the maximum of time, we'll, we'll probably call it like 20 minutes or so. You can take 20, because uh, there's not really a threat of failure here, but everyone else will be standing around for a little bit, and I don't think there were any spells from last week that would expire, but if you had cast something, uh, more than likely it, it would be gone. I have to admit, I'm having some um, flashbacks to our episode of Pirates on the Patreon stream, or Patreon <laughs> podcast. When Spoilers. I don't know how many times I had to roll to, to un- oh, unlock something. Yeah. Pathfinder right. Second Edition is a bit of a different beast. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> you just need one good one here, thankfully. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I'm getting all the bad rolls out of the way. So that was uh, a four, a two, and now a three. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you want to just go ahead and, and take 20? I guess I'll take 20. <laughs> Do you need an assist on taking 20 here? Uh, No, no need for assistance. I will say the 20 will will do it, thankfully. We got TPK'd by a door. Uh, No, it just takes, it takes the, basically the maximum amount of time, a little bit longer than maximum. Um, She's monkeying around with it for a, like full half hour, but uh, it makes you think that there is something very important on the other side uh, and as you open it up, uh, indeed, you can verify that as um, it is more than just a closet from from your estimation. In this room behind a, a, a tiny desk and a single chair is a series of floor to ceiling racks filled with computer equipment. And there's a, a small statuesque on the otherwise barren desk displaying a flickering holographic banner, but other than that, this room is dark and quiet, but this is pretty sure the server room. Oop, I was going to say, that's what we're looking for. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Success. Well, I think Xenia would immediately start trying to figure out, I mean, is there like a, a interface that I can use to try to get at the data in these servers? Great question. Great question. Uh, no, no, there's not. <laughs> but beyond that, the there's no power in this room. So even if there was, there is not. Okay. So. Well, wait. Can Amy help me? Do My what? little computer. I as an interface to the servers. I don't know how computers work. So for, uh, each of these racks is like a backup. A server and a backup computer and you could potentially do the same trick upstairs and uh, burn through batteries going through them but it looks like it's about 30 or so of these things so I'm not sure if you've brought enough batteries to to piece through all of them okay are they labeled mm. oh, I'm sorry uh, Drew if you can find some kind of generator or backup generator. Uh, what was your question, Rebecca? Are they labeled on the outside, like with post-it notes or something? Just like... Really nice. You know, A1, A2, B1, B2, that kind of thing. There is not any other... <laughs> your information yeah. here. I mean, it's possible. Maybe they're labeled by, like, classrooms or something. You uh, know. But we have more space to look through that we might find something that could help us here. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's nothing we can do unless we wanted to cart all 30 servers back with us, which is not going to happen. So or I guess we keep looking. Trying to get them to turn off. Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, think... They are... Uh, uh, each rack is about one bulk. So 
maybe if you had a, a couple of sleds or something, but they would they would like fill up a truck, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that's not feasible. So um, I think our only option really is to try to find a way to restore power. Um, and if that fails, then we can come back with batteries and Work go that out. route. I mean, if we can get the elevator working, we can get the servers working. What, um, while they're looking over the, the racks here, Devasho, Trest, uh, Sprouts, what are you guys doing? Well, <clears throat> hmm. uh, I'm just standing guard at this sort of intersection between this torn down wall hmm. and the hall that's leading to the south. Uh, I've so sort you- of got my blade, my blade at the ready. You don't Water. want to peek inside at all. Got it. Uh, uh, okay. That's <laughs> fine. is going to make sure I'm, he's going to, he's going to hop off the shoulder, kind of peek his head into the room mm-hmm. and glimpse the truth. Ooh, I think he did that the prior day, but you guys have rested since yes, then. If memory serves. Correct. Um, right. So see things. As they are, and taking a look around, do, do you want to dig in? There's, besides the racks, the only other thing you see here is this small desk. You poking around the desk? Yes. Okay, so you notice first thing on the top of this desk, that this small uh, statuette is of the goddess Hylax. And it's got like a small banner that seems to pop through a few messages, but the, the, the banner kind of scrolls over her head displaying a few different inspirational messages in Sheeran text. The first one's like, you can do it. The second is <laughs> the forever queen believes in you. Hang in there. <clears throat> then like a cat hanging from a branch. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Mondays. Spacecat. <laughs> uh, yeah, but beyond that, this is not just a small toy. This is a Mark II computer idol. From the armory, so this works like, like a, a Mark II computer. <laughs> I mean, it, yes, it is. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's not AI, unfortunately, uh, but it is a a small computer. This is probably what whoever worked here worked on. Um, and it will pop up like a little holographic screen for you to to work with. That's um, a Mark II, you said. Mark II, yeah. That's this is that's that's a pretty dope item. It's uh in the Starfinder Armory, page 120, if you guys want to check it out. But besides that, uh, there are a lot of just office and some like technical tools in the drawers. But in the large bottom drawer of this desk, you find a small box, um, maybe on the outside and Sheeran is written, like confiscated materials. And inside you find what looks like a couple of weapons and perhaps other tawdry things students might have had on them. Uh, one, uh, at first glance, it looks just like um, maybe a Infosphere tablet charging cable, but you like thread out a wire from the the part that goes into a battery, and it is indeed a harmonic vibrogarot disguised to look like a charging cable. So it is a scary strangulation item. Uh, the second is a, see, a microwave scorch gun. So a microwave weapon. There is, I believe, another. I think we might, might have already found one at some point, but a obsidian electrovore figurine of wondrous power. So oh, it's yeah. another <laughs> summon a little electrovore. 
Um, there is a spy drone for cheating on exams, no doubt. A set of thieves' tools and two spell gems of implant data. Interesting. Oh, uh, in addition of Space House. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, that you guys find the fourth, perhaps final, Jelugon fire extinguisher tucked behind the desk. Yay! Get that back over to Javada immediately. So much loot in this basement dungeon. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's nothing hidden, like for the servers, or nothing, nothing crazy like that. Nothing magical that this would expose. Um, not, not anything I can think of going through the the loot here. Um, perhaps I would have had you roll for some of these things otherwise, but you can tell that it is indeed a weapon. I'm looking at that charging cable um, and you can just like read the magic <laughs> on those spell <laughs> gems just taking a, a quick glance at them um, but yeah that's just about all you, you find here nothing like hidden under the racks or anything along those lines okay. well I'm still worth the resolve point I think <laughs> well at the very least there's no need for making a perception roll when you you pop into a room like that. You have found all the loot, you think. Just like, like points silently to everything. That's a computer. That's a gun. That's a that's a garage. Yeah. Uh, Some <laughs> dumb student trying to make a charging cable into a garage. <laughs> uh, great. So you guys were talking about piecing out of here and exploring the rest of this basement. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Right, so going across the hall to where our our boy Trest is guarding, uh, making your way across this obstructed hallway here. Uh, make me a perception check. Uh, is this within sixty feet? Yeah, yes. So it should yeah. be included in my glimpse of truth. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> it's just as soon as you turn the the hallway here. Um, I think most everyone, including you, are able to tell from looking at the other swarm supports that you've seen. The destroyed hallways here uh, is very much in the process of falling in on itself. You see some bits of the the floor above kind of collapsed in, and the swarm pillars here kind of glisten, like they're a little little more wet. And uh, from that, you you think that the reinforcements here have been created fairly recently. They're, they're newer than the ones on the other side of the basement. Yeah. So you guys they're glistening. Can Zinnia take a sample of the goo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no? just spatula it right into your science kit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do that. <laughs> Gross. Right ahead. Disgusting, but I like it. Uh, go right ahead and move yourself to the west here, past the destroyed wall Trest was kind of guarding. And as you move in, it will reveal this this space here. You can take a look around. Wow! So the the wall collapse here. Um, walking into it, it seems like a very large industrial space with very barren concrete walls and floor. Much of it occupied by machinery. There's large fan units, pipes, the plumbing from the very large bathrooms in this facility seems to go through here. Uh, air ducts and things like that. And the southwestern corner, you see what looks like a, a mop and a sink and some shelves of janitorial supplies. And there stands 
tall, spindly pillars of, of chitin stretching from the floor to the ceiling kind of throughout this space. But uh, as you're walking through the darkness here, uh, give me another perception check. You guys can move yourself wherever you'd like around. Prong. All right. Gosh. Got a couple natural ones already. Uh. <laughs> See here. <laughs> Pretty good rolls, right? Uh, sprites, oh, yeah. are, are you the highest with a 20? I believe so. Um, okay, so you see a small area off to the side with a bright yellow sign in Sheeran that reads Tornado Shelter. And beyond it, a massive piece of machinery that looks like it could be the school's backup generator. Oh yeah. Heat. Oh, man. Huzzah. Just what we needed. Uh, are we ready for more engineering <laughs> roles? I mean, yeah, I was going to say, can we turn it on? I, I... <laughs> it looks like it will take some time to do, but you can start kicking it in the guts and getting it working. It, it hasn't run, you know, for probably a better part of a year. Uh, make me an engineering check. Um, I think Xenia would, would tell Echo to stop literally kicking it. Thank you. <laughs> but I have uh, sensors in my feet. <laughs> Hey, look, it's uh, that the roll, is, the roll that you needed before. I know, it's a good before. roll. It's a 35. This one is so much easier <laughs> than the lock before as well. Turning on a backup generator, it's like two wires. You flip a switch, that's it. Um, yeah, so DC 22. It looks like it's going to take some while, though, to get it running at full capacity. Like maybe you have to tinker with some of the, the settings. Um, but as you do, uh, it starts making like, you know, a huge humming noise and you see like a few puffs of, of smoke maybe popping out the side of it and in the ensuing noise that is is uh, created here um why doesn't everyone just make me an initiative check and yeah. we'll we'll see where we go from there it's for no. fun right <laughs> well sometimes no. it's, it's well, good for to my know fun <laughs> what order will explode in so it's it's good guys don't metagame the initiative rules please what are you talking about <laughs> you don't know where you might have to fight this generator. <laughs> you have no clue. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and I know the audience can't see our faces, but the look on di- of disgust on all of our faces as we look at our various initiative roles is pretty <laughs> tough. I, I don't know. Patrick's is, are pretty bad, too. So I think we're all disappointed. Wait, why did I roll two? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but take that second one. <laughs> I only oh, no, pressed I look- it once. Yeah, it looks like you rolled a 17 first. That's what we're going with. No, that's perfectly fine. I just don't know. I pressed the button once. I don't know why I rolled 20 yeah. decided oh. to give me two rolls. <laughs> Roll 20 is having a two for one sale today for you, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, really. I'm going to return the first one. <laughs> uh, great. So moving around uh, the corner here, um, you, you maybe just barely here. Um, a door swinging open in the back western side of the the room are a number of swarm creatures who start start forward uh, on bipedal claws in your direction and there's some friends that we have seen before as uh, as they turn the corner on their surprise rounds uh, you see a few swarm revulsers a, a Korovox, and one of the effigines who I have rolled into the initiative turn order but uh yeah i don't think any of these is going to beat <laughs> top of the turn order uh trust wow well done trust 
First time for everything, huh? <laughs> What's your your bonus to initiative? Plus two. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that, that that makes sense. Um, so you're you're closest to these things as well, maybe thirty feet across the floor, and your shearing kind of senses just prick up as you you hear that the sound of their claws on the the concrete floor marching towards you. Oh boy, let's see here. Well, my speed is 30, and if they're 30 feet away, I'm starting to put together an idea here. Um, Let's see. Let me actually look and see where the rest of my team is. That's a more important thing to think about. Uh, it's a long way to run away from where Devasho is. So let me just... <laughs> what, into four swarm creatures? Is I'm just going to run over there and just immediately get flanked by four creatures and get beaten up. Um, hmm... I think this might be a good time to call in some reinforcements. Ooh. So we're going to burn an RP. Burn an RP to standard action. Mm-hmm. Call these guys down. I think this time we're going to go for the... Um, let's go for the inevitables this time. Okay. So tiny little constructs popping yeah. in. Are they tiny or small? Uh, these are tiny. Gotcha. And let me actually see. I, yeah, we can see what they do. Um, they got slam attacks. So mm-hmm. and arc mm-hmm. guns. So I'm trying to decide if I want them to be at range or not. I think I'll have them at range. Okay. Um, and then and then each of them is going to. So I'll pop this guy in over here. So I'm sort of like creating a little bit of an arc around them. Um, and each one of them is just going to take a take a quick shot. Um, let's say let's uh, let's have them focused fire on this guy over here. This uh, what do we call those guys? Revulsors. The revulsor, yeah, yeah. You the guys revulsor over the right. Fought them um, up in the 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 classroom above. So if you recall, these are the ones with the ear splitting shriek. Oh boy. Oh good. Well, uh, yeah, just one shot each. Okay, that's a two. That's not going to do anything. <laughs> oh, toots. That's a three. Cool. Great You're start. You're improving. Right. Threets. Oh, and a six. We're getting better each time. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> with a move action, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, sort of step up here into the into this gap between this uh, this cooling duct mm-hmm. and uh, this... this uh, Column of the swarm chitin, yeah. Yeah, this column of, of stuff. So, all right. Um, and uh, we'll stand there menacingly. Alrighty. And next in the turn order, Echo 7. You are a little further away, maybe twice as far as away as your, your ally, about 40 foot to the, the closest swarm. What would you like to do? Did I uh, mention after the last fight that I was swapping batteries in a weapon? I think so, yeah. Spend it some. So you definitely have had some time with the very least to uh, getting that door unlocked. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure because I had I'd made a note about the battery, but I hadn't changed my ammo in the gun. So <laughs> making sure I clarified that before we did anything. So unfortunately, Tress is kind of right in the line of fire. Yep, they've plugged the gap for you so you don't get charged. <laughs> what a good friend, right? <laughs> I think I'm st- still going to try to take a shot. Okay. You're, you're rocking a just an energy weapon, right? You're 
yeah, laser cannon. My azimuth artillery laser, which has the range, and I know I'll be shooting through. Yeah. But I'm going to try to do a little bit of heavy fire. All right, so that's that's a full action, and you're blasting away at that same revulsor. Yes. Okay, go right ahead and make that attack. Wow. Oh boy, Drew. Uh, 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 ah! Happy birthday, s- Patrick. Started off. <laughs> I thought I was going to do even... that all ironic, but I critted your creatures, but no. I didn't even have them ready because I was like, you know what? It's been such a hard couple of weeks. I'm sure they, they're not going to roll a ton of crits this episode as well. <laughs> Just like the ghost episode. Do you want the official critical bumble deck or you want the, the cosmic Crittermander version? Patrick, it's your birthday. I want the Cosmic Amanda version. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, and this is a energy weapon. Um, all right. Submitted by Reagan. It's called... Oh, c- come on. Come on. Come on! <laughs> uh, oh, and they've, they've made one for both kinetic and energy. But the energy one says the energy focus module on your weapon pops open, allowing a blast of said energy to arc into your face. You take 1d4 non-lethal damage, and you are dazed and blinded until your next turn. Oh, good. Okay. So that's 1d4 damage, you said? Well, gang, it was fun. (laughs) I love love that most of the time our our fan crits always follow the first you're going to take some damage, I saw the 1d4. I was like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, so that's one Haste. point of damage. But let's let's get the uh, the bl- dazed and blinded cards out as we uh, so dazed, unable to act normally. You can take no actions, but have no penalty to AC. And yeah, blinded, I'm just blinded on I top of it. <laughs> but that's only until my next turn, not through my next turn. Oh, back to the website. Let's see here. Uh, you know what? The wording here says until your next turn. Yes. So that's not that bad. Whew. Yeah, Grandpa wins bad. again. <laughs> Man, good thing if they had put for like <laughs> for one d four turns. Yeah. Yeah, it's like rounds. oh, bye, bye, Drew. You you know what? You can go play a video <laughs> game. I'll text you when we're ready. Anybody want to fear the, me into the other room again? <laughs> the kinetic one is uh, the the poor grip causes recoil to smack you in the face with your own gun, and you get a. A black eye that gives you a minus two to your charisma for one week. <laughs> what? <laughs> Until you, unless you use a healing serum. But I find that hilarious. That's for a week. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really a, we, we need we need to roll that for Devasho. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, so unfortunately, that's your turn. Sprouts Marlow, your ride has become a little ineffective. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but um, do you want to stick around on him? Do you want to pop off? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to target this one that's directly in front of Trust. Yep. The core box. Or and the um, the revulsor that's closest. That way I can still make my trick and move kind of, r- kind of right next to Trust and take a shot at this. I think, I think you'll have to be here if you want to, to get him um, right next to this column. Right. Right here, you said? Yeah. Just move up. Right there. Get yourself on the front line. I don't think so. <laughs> well, you can move behind Trest if you want, or, or uh, to the side of Trest and shoot around the column. Yeah, that, that you can climb Trest if you want. <laughs> I could also do that. I will do that. <laughs> this is a big mistake. Um, all right, and then I am going to shoot. 
the same the same channel and go right ahead uh that's a cr 18 or lower oh my the trick goes off for certain <laughs> uh flat blade uh but only 16 to hit against EAC. yes oh uh, that's a hit <gasps> oh boy that's 20 points of damage Okay. <laughs> oh, well, we've started this one off uh, pretty fast. That is that is a lot on that trick. Oof. Uh, so uh, fire and plasma just burning through this revulsor's clawed arm. And that will bring us to Zinnia. I indeed rolled fairly poorly <laughs> in an issue of turn order. It's what I like I'm to hear. honestly very surprised because none of us rolled very well on this. So, um... All right, I am going to first try to identify these things. I know we've been fighting all of these. We kind of have a variety pack of swarm here, mm -hmm. but I assume I need to identify them to get my bonus. Yeah, I'll let you roll against the highest one. If you hit that, you'll have carte blanche against the rest. All right. Oh, oh no. that's, a, that's, a natural that's a fail. <laughs> oh, no. Of course. Rebecca needs to... Rebecca me needs to get some sage and like smudge or like you, <laughs> I don't know. You need to do a ceremony. Well, I'm hoping that a natural one on my life science check means that I don't roll a natural one on my attack roll, which is my <laughs> next move. Ooh, we're hoping. <laughs> so I will say, if you want to roll on subsequent turns against the lesser ones, you can. But you're you're a little confused as the context of seeing this yellow bordered swarm in the back here, and you just don't recognize them, and it it throws you off. What could it be? I've never seen this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a take a shot with my sonic pistol at okay. not the one everyone else was hitting, but the other one. Okay. There's two revulsors and you want to, you, you do have uh, a little more of a clear view right now to the Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I could move, but then, I mean, where would I move? There's only a, a little negative uh, shooting through your allies shooting through a trust and uh, sprouts so okay maybe I'll do that so I'll move forward just a little bit and take a shot at the one that everyone else has been uh, hitting thus far hey team fire sounds good to me yeah that's a CR 9 or lower on the trick but trick only success. an 11 on the toot, attack toot, toot, toot. oh no that's a miss a miss on the revulsor unfortunately and that is going to finally bring me to one of their turns. I have rolled higher than Debacho, thank goodness. And I think um, so. This is going to be the Coravox, who has a bit of a uninterrupted view of both Trest and Sprouts, who's on their Trest's shoulder. The Coravox is going to ready his arm cannon and spit out a couple hot blobs of acid in your guys' direction. So taking two attacks, first one to Tress, second to Sprouts. Bingo, bango, that's what we like to see. You a gotta 17 be and a natural you 20. You gotta be kidding. Jeez Louise. Uh, that's my first rolls, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> uh, so this first one against Trest, it's, it's so little. It's not that much at all. One D4 plus Four acid damage. You, you might not even get anything. Five acid damage. Do you still have your um, resistance up? Uh, I unfortunately never used one of those myself. Oh, so Sh sugar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> five points of acid, and let me roll a couple 
on our good friend Sprouts. Plants hate acid. Uh, that is 13 points of acid damage for the crit, and it also has the critical corrode. So on your turns, you will take also a d4 of acid damage. I uh, don't think I'll ever have a better turn with a Corvox, so no. <laughs> that's Throw all they've got. Uh, great question. I believe just it's it's like the burning condition. You get a, a chance to save um, yeah, like a at the end of each one. Um, let's go ahead, and that was the Corvox. Next in the turn order is Debasho. Yay, I beat the Effigene and the Freaky Ones. Yeah, uh, sorry. I tried rolling better. I rolled toots. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I don't blame you for not making me last. Devasho is very, very far away from the combat, so unfortunately I think this is just going to be double move territory. Uh, but we're going to try to move up the left hand side. I am going to have to squeeze through a few places. Patrick, I see a big box fan and then some kind of gunk next to some other big box fans on the left hand side of the room. Mm-hmm. Is there space for me uh, in between those? Yep, no problem. Okay. It's 10 foot space there. Cool. Then this is about. <clears throat> so I'm moving up about as far as I can, but because I have to squeeze through two spots, uh, I can't move all that far. But I'm going to get out that fancy sword and I'm going to have my shield up. And uh, that will be my whole turn. Womp womp. Okay. Um, that means I've got some swarms to deal with. The next up in the turn order is the revulsers. And uh, they've got a couple of targets here. Let's see. This one's going to move forward just about five feet. And hmm, actually, it's going to take its turn. It's uh, action, which is obviously... We're going to start with the ear-splitting shriek. It looks like Echo 7 is outside of the range on this one. But if you remember, this is a 30-foot cone. And everyone gets to make a reflex save within it uh, to uh, first try and negate some of this damage. So that is going to be Sprouts, Trest, Zinnia, and two of the Inevitables. Okay. 23 for Sprouts. Believe it or not, the operatives are, are mostly fine. Do you guys have evasion? Yes. yes. I do indeed. All right. Great, great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Nothing so bite me. It looks like Trist and the Inevitables, though, are having a rough time. I played bass for Trist and the Inevitables. Oh, boy. There it is. Uh, three failures, so 4d6 sonic damage. Bye, Inevitables. 20 points of sonic damage. Yikes. So which inevitables are you targeting here? It's the uh, the two on the northern side of the room. Um, I can... what, kind of a, what kind of a cone is that? <laughs> okay. 30 foot? I mean, okay, whatever. I guess it, yeah. I'm yeah sorry. It's, 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 it's it just doesn't look like from the right, it doesn't look like the right shape, yeah. But. Uh, don't have the cone up, but yeah, he actually didn't even move forward to hit everybody, right? Um, so that's just a standard action. This other one... I guess the other one's got to hit the other side of the room. So Devasho and the other inevitable give me another. Uh, I guess Reflux? I could try for for Tress and, and this one too, right? There's know. two different cone shapes. 
Figure it out, Patrick. It's not been that long since we jammed. Oh, I hope I made it. Mm. I should definitely know this, but how are cones shaped in Starfinder? Like, Um, where do they? It's pretty much the. It's from the corner of a square, and you can either make one that kind of looks like a fan uh, that's like on a ninety degree, kind of like a ninety degree um, uh, triangle. And one that looks like a little more of a, a temple, and I think that one. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be able to get Devasho and Trest and all of them. So uh, we got another fail from an inevitable and a pass from Devasho. So forty-six, getting rid of an inevitable and Devasho taking six points of sonic damage, oh. and. Let's see. Let's go back and look at this ear splitting ability. Uh, everyone gets to make me a fortitude save. Including those of us who saved? Or no, yeah. this is for Devasho and who is this for? Uh, it's for everybody that uh, was in the cone. So everyone except Echo 7. Oh. Yep. Yeah, where's your where, where's your evasion now? <laughs> well, it's the same DC. So we've got some successes here. Oh, no. I haven't rolled trust. over. I haven't rolled over a six this entire night. Uh, <laughs> you are you are deafened. Oh no! Sir. Except for my initiative, but thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's been a while, but that deafened condition. Everyone else, I believe, has saved. Uh, it gives you a minus four to the initiative checks and perception checks. Uh, yeah, drops you down a little bit there. Um, that is that is there. Actually, this one's going to make a move action in Devasho. You can make an attack of opportunity because this swarm of Volster is going to charge you. That is a bad idea, but I will accept oh. I will accept their mistake. Oh. Mm-hmm. Never mind. They're a combat genius. <laughs> How did they foresee the four on the dice? I'll never know. You're slashing out with that warrior's talon, and that's against KC, or are you doing the the EAC or the KAC version? Uh, I would always do the all acid. I mean, it bypasses their acid versions, right? Uh, it, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I would always do the acid damage. Acid. Uh, a 16 on the dice is actually a hit. Oh, <laughs> This revolter is a, is a fool and an idiot. <laughs> what, <laughs> I was, I was, what a strategical ex- nightmare. <laughs> getting very excited about your four on the dice there. Uh, what's the damage? 22 points. Okay, so it, it looks very shocked by seemingly what is like a swarm appendage swiping out and, and dealing acid damage to it. Stop hitting yourself. Um, this <laughs> other one's going to move up on you and that will be the end of their turn. And last is the Swarm Ephigene. She's going to... Oh, boy, howdy. I think hide behind the core of Ox. Let's just double check. It's got a, a ranged weapon with its bioelectric arc, so I think that's what it's going to do. It does need to be within 30 feet, though, so let me just double check. Uh, it has just 30 feet to sprouts and... Trest, and you've really only seen Sprouts do damage, so good luck, Miles. It's attacking you with this uh, um, this bioelectric arc. Uh, let's actually make two attacks. Oh boy, there are my oh. attack rolls. 16 and 18 on the dice. 
two hits. And each of these is um, just electrical damage coming your way in total. 17 points electrical. That is that is its full turn, um, which brings us back to the top of turn order. Trest. All right. Let's see here. Um, well, I might as well use these abilities. Um, I'm going to use my communalism for the day. And I'm going to spend a level oh second, a level two spell, and I'm going to make a, uh, a weapons of war attack against this guy in front of me. And communalism, you've got sprouts on your shoulder. Yeah. Nodding in encouragement. <laughs> right, exactly. This guy perhaps overextends a little in this attack with uh, sprouts, but I'm coming in underneath. Uh, and I guess... Uh, I don't know, we'll take the damage on whichever whichever one is higher. Okay. Oh boy. All right. So a good good first roll. Hey, even better second roll. <laughs> better second wow. roll. Jeez, Louise. Those are two great rolls. Oh, yeah, baby. Twenty-two to hit. Is a hit, of course. Yeah. Twenty-three points of damage. Nice ouch! Gun. Ouch! Ouch! Is bloodied. <laughs> yeah. Cha- don't you? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, uh, weeds my yard. which is why i can't use it it's full of weeds (laughs) uh echo seven you're back uh it's that that crit fail wasn't as bad as it perhaps was intended to be uh you are no longer blind by your your gun's discharge what would you like to do uh you've you've lost your writing companion this spot right here oh well i think is this a standable spot right here I'll allow it. It's a little piece of the machinery of the generator, it looks like. All right. So Echo 7 is going to wa- run over there, just put one leg up on it, real cool, <laughs> and take a shot at the uh, dude who's bloody that's menacing Trest. And, uh, yeah, this, this uh, revulsor makes sense. Go right ahead. That is a 16 to hit. Yes. Given a little bit of armor as you're, you're shooting past this column, past your friend's but I believe this one is still flat-footed as well. Is that correct, Miles? Uh, Until yeah. the start of your next turn, right? Yeah. Uh, that will even those, the bonus and the negative out, which means that is a hit against CAC. Yes. 15 points of damage. Oh, Boom. you blow a hole clean through its skull, and it falls to the ground dead. Yes. Good shot. Or down. Kill shot. Ooh, gross. Okay. That means three swarm left. Sprouts Marlow, the one in front of you, now dead. You've got got a three that you can fire on. A, a Corvox, an Epigene, and a Revulsor. It's a swarm party pack. This this fellow right here. The Corvox uh, that hit Corvox. you with the crit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh I, I forgot we were also we're, we're corroded. So uh, the way it works, just like the burning condition, you've got acid eating into your, your plant flesh. Now, the start of the round, before you, you make an action, um, do you want to roll a d4 for me and take that much acid damage? Oh, I can't I can't do a save against it? Uh, you get a free one at the end of your turn. Um, you can also, okay. uh, I believe, try and take a standard to... Uh, it's a one? One point of acid damage, and uh, why don't you make the reflex save now, so okay. we don't forget. I think we're at... DC eleven twenty four, <laughs> so success and uh, you'll you'll no longer take any damage, but uh, ooh, it stings still, it still burns. 
All right. Well, payback now, time. I, I've, 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 I've run my mouth before, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to take my shot. Uh, that's a CR Sever lower with a 16 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. All right. So he's going to be flat footed with a total of 17 points damage. Oh, ouch. Okay. You've hit him back for about as much as he hit you, right? So ouchies, ouchies. He takes that full hit, and now it's personal, obviously. Uh, Zinnia, you are next in the turn order. Great. I'm going to try to identify this swarm that is sort of right in front of us. Corvox? Yeah. You've seen them before. <laughs> I mean, don't you tell can, me, Patrick. <laughs> you can definitely get this one. I think you might still be get, be able to get this one if you roll a one. So. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Uh, go ahead and roll it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know these. <laughs> this is one of the first bipedal swarm you fought on Suskelin, and I think you fought some just upstairs here at the university, or so it's like all flooding back to you now. So a little bonus on this one. Uh, are you making an attack, trick attack? Yes, uh, and uh, hitting with my Thunderstrike pistol again. All right, go right ahead. We're trying to hit anyway. We'll see. All right, that's a CR 10 or lower on the trick. Yep. And so an 18 off. on the attack. A hit. And oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, not great ones damage. on the damage but... dice, but still pretty good. What'd you get? Yes, yeah, 15. Not too bad. It is bloodied after that <clears throat> sonic blast from across the room. Yikes. Okay, so that is your turn. No movement. Bringing us back to the core of Ox, who... I mean, it's, it, it, I did so well with this acid cannon. How do I, how do I not use the acid cannon forever? Um... Hmm. Um, let's use one of its other abilities. It's going to charge in, and as it does, make a psychic attack against Mr. Sprouts. Uh, Sprouts Marlow. And that is going to be uh, a will save. I need a DC 12 will save. First things first. 27. Okay, so made it. And only taking four points of psychic damage as it moves in, closes it on uh, on you and Trest. Um, Devasho, we are on to you next. You've got a, a swarm revulser in front of you. My strategic genius is telling me to stab it. Okay, coming at this thing with a magical Hylaxian weapon. Oh my! Your your magical Hylaxian weapon has failed you. <laughs> Oh, and this is just a single attack. Any any movement you want to do? Yeah, I'll align my shield to this stupid thing. All right, good, because it's coming back at you with some melee attacks this round. Good you sir. have no hope. I. It's actually pretty good. It's got some good claw attacks. I think the, the other ones might have gotten at you upstairs. Um, let me just double check on this ability. Uh, so it's just going to make a couple of claw attacks, two claw attacks against you. I can roll. If I, if I roll like I've been rolling, hopefully at least one hits. Let's see. Bullet attacks. Well, one's a 15 and the other is a three. So I'm going to say 11 plus its regular bonus here. Uh, what's your armor class with the shield aligned? Uh, 26. Oh, no. <laughs> if I hadn't rolled two attacks, these are two misses. <laughs> I just, shield just gets you. didn't get past the giant magical shield in front of this one. It helps. It helps. Ooh. 
Okay, then that is going to bring us finally to the swarm effigine who will... It's going to move forward to a, a column here and it's going to try and help out its revulsor friends and make an attack against you, Devasho. Well, electrical that's attack. extremely rude. Get out of here with your electrical what? attack. <laughs> What's your EAC? Uh, 24. Oh, uh, nope. I've, I've rolled even worse than that first one. That's a seven on the dice, and that is going to be a miss, which means we're back to the top of the turn order. Turn three with Trest, who has a Korovox, a wounded Korovox in front of them. Making two attacks. Oh, yeah. You've learned your lesson. <laughs> it's <laughs> go time. You're a monster. Oh, my gosh. You're a monster. Or 23 with the with the minus four. That's 13. Oh, my goodness. Minimum damage. Uh, yes. uh, doesn't matter. It's dead. Ha. <laughs> hey, All the right. revenge of Jabert. <laughs> right. uh, let's see here. And I'm going to, I guess, we're, we're playing it. We're playing it. You can sort of take a move action afterwards, right? If you only made the one attack. I'll allow it. Okay. Because you basically That'd... just made an attack with a negative four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. I think you have a. Uh, you have a medallion that would allow you to do that as well. Yeah, I also have the medallion. Yeah, I was because yeah. if you I was take someone on... down, you're just like dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> right. You deadly was... do ride it and just charge into the next battle. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was I was planning on doing that after my second attack if I if I took him down, but then like I did it on the first one, I was like, oh, well, I've never Either been way, in this situation before. <laughs> you're moving in. Do you want to move in to help with this other revulsor, or do you want to go for the the big guy, the effigy? Um, why? Not well, no. Uh, I know why not both because <laughs> then you would be flanked as well because between I two would be flanked them. and uh, Sprouts is taking a lot of hits here. So, Sprouts <laughs> oh, would right, also right. be flanked. <laughs> so, uh, I think Sprouts and I are just gonna um, step up here and uh, Go step up right up to step right up to the effigy. Maybe the effigy looks like it's trying to cast a spell or charge up a ranged attack, oh, yeah. and I say, No, it's no, not with my sword. <laughs> oh, it's got it's got its main bioelectrical range attacks poised and ready to hit Tabasho. But now in melee combat, uh, Echo Seven, we're back to you. It looks like you've got a a clear shot now, perhaps of this effigy. And we're gonna take it with heavy fire. Okay, full action. Let's go. Twenty-seven hey. to hit. Uh, making up for that critical fail. That is a hit. Uh, so that's a ten on the uh, the damage. Uh, but I believe I add my strength to that for an additional four, so 14 points of damage. 14, the first damage on the effigy is on the board. Sprouts Marlowe, you are next. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to target this this one right here. The effigy in front of you. Yep. And use my red star plasma pistol. Hopefully it'll... <laughs> it's, done, it's done okay by me so far. Ah. Uh. CR 17 or lower. Not going to uh, fail you this round. So flat footed. It's 27 nice. to attack. 19 on, or 18 on the dice. Yeah, that is a trick attack. Oh, that's a lot of damage. 23 points of damage. Okay. Oh, I can't do math here, but I think that's bloody. It's bloody. <laughs> oh, no. From one hit. giant hit. Oh, I've got a new target. Don't you worry about that. Zinnia, to you. All right. Zinnia is seeing that all of her friends are taking this thing down pretty quick. So she's going to put her inhibitor back in her pocket and not <laughs> shoot it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to 
jab forward just a little bit, stand right next to Echo uh, mm-hmm. so that I have a clear shot at the effigy and take a shot. Pistol fire sonic energy, right? Yes. Uh, so that's a 12, <laughs> no, 10 or lower on the trick attack Tricks. and a 19 on the attack. Hit! Yes, oh, and that is 28 God. damage altogether. Oh, holy cow. Ouch. Oh, it's dead. Yes. <laughs> Almost Ow. max trick damage. <laughs> Five, yeah. eight, eight. Oh, that's what you love to see. Ooh, that will do it. That will we were do on it. a roll there. That was that was good. I think I had less well, than 30. Well, it's yeah, about well, to come to a massive a end. Well, yep, the Corvox is out of here. So, Devasho, you are next in the turn. Here comes disappointment. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to just wrap this up by using two attacks like an idiot. Alrighty. Attack. Against EAC, though. Yeah, attack the first. Don't worry about that one, fam. Uh, no, we've already did. <laughs> oh, wait, does this not include your negative four to it? No, it does not. Oh, so that's that would be a 12. That is a miss. Yeah. yeah. All right. R- roll better than a four. How about? Uh, well, I'll, I'm, I'm. Oh, my gosh. I quit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think Tyler's rolled four on his attack for like two turns in a row. <laughs> that was two fours. Exact same damage, too. That is. <laughs> oh, no. It's like it just. <laughs> Which wouldn't have been enough to kill this thing. It's Excellent. Like it literally it gets... cashed. It's. Uh... It gets a, a turn. I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I thought this combat was over like Tyler. Oh, boy. Let's see here. We wait for him or just. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna attack. I'm just looking at all my, all my abilities. Sorry about your attack rolls, Tyler. <sighs> it's okay. <laughs> Mother Pronker. I think it's gonna just have to continue its claw attacks. And Patrick rolls around here and crits me. I'm just gonna. I'm just roll a couple <laughs> attacks. Yeah. Oh no. Show. I'm just gonna. I'm just. <gasps> I'm done! Oh, I thank you, one. Tyler, you for saying that. Me. You gotta you quit recording without me. Just tell me the damage. Text it to my phone. Yeah. You gotta quit saying it out loud, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> 20 on the first one, and we get to see this thing's melee damage come to life. Before you calculate that, can we at least uh, call That's out a, 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 a patron? Oh, boy. We can't forget these patron callouts, everyone. We have a uh, we had a crit on on Miles too, so let's do a couple while <laughs> Tyler is apparently getting another beer. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I could feel it coming as soon as Tyler was like, "If Patrick quits me right now," and you just <laughs> saw the three D die roll right over. <laughs> you could feel it; the air was thick with twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler not even in the room, and we can still hear him. Ugh. Good times. Do you think Roll Twenty knows that it's Patrick's birthday. You must. Oh, I, thanks, Roll Twenty. <laughs> um, uh, so first shout out to from Ice King Nexion to the crew of Cosmic Crit who helped pushed me uh, to start recording myself. Uh, I'm going to roll a D6, and a random Cosmic Crit member will tell us something uh, you're comfortable revealing about yourself, and we'll go down the end initiative turn order here um rebecca what are you comfortable telling us about yourself oh i knew it was gonna be me oh, <laughs> of I course like it that. Was. i don't like that question <laughs> um my Any most interesting hobbies? fact is i i almost drowned when i was three so there's oh, that no. yeah 
That's my most now interesting you, fact. <laughs> you don't have a pool. Uh, and then we have another <laughs> shout out question most from. Interesting fact. Come on. <laughs> from uh, uh, Jonathan, a longtime patron, uh, who uh, has been listening recently and asks, what's the story behind the Goblin King name? And that's Drew and Rebecca's firstborn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where did that come from? Uh, so, uh, well, we know where the Goblin King comes from. Yeah, the Goblin King right? uh, from from the Labyrinth. Um, <laughs> when uh, Rebecca and I uh, had our first child, I, you know, you may notice we don't refer to our children's actual names uh, fairly often on the Internet. We like to keep it, you know, like let them get old enough to make the decision to, to reveal themselves online at some point. And so uh, as we were recording the More You Nerd podcast, uh, we kind of just, you know, asked our listeners, hey, what should we name our child? And we uh, we posted it and a bunch of you know people submitted ideas. And the one that won was the Goblin King. And that is why uh, <laughs> our son is referred to as the Goblin King. That is why your son's legal name is the Goblin King. Yeah. <laughs> dance, magic, dance. Don't tell anybody. That's the secret. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> these, these call outs have helped me uh, stall. So I have enough time to calculate the damage, Tyler. It's just 21 points of slashing damage. Because the second attack is a miss. But uh, boy, howdy. I wish they were a higher CR so I could have taken a card with them. That is this one's turn. It's still up. And we're on to turn four. Trest, we're on to you. All right. Me and me and little Sprouts are moving in on this thing. Mm -hmm. We're getting the flanking action in. We're going to uh, cut this mamma jamma down. Uh, 17 uh, plus two for flanking is a 19. Okay, oh, that's so, a hit. Oh, 21 points of damage. Oh, it's uh, it's bloodied now. Ah, uh, taking a lot of damage between you and Devasho. Echo 7 onto you. Right. Echo 7 is going to take a few steps forward to the east, to the southeast. Uh, he's going to take a, a cool-looking pose against this gross, slimy uh, swarm column and take a shot mm. with the azimuth artillery laser. Here we go. It's a 16... Or on the dice. Against EAC, that's a hit. Yes, for 10 points of damage. You guys are way too accurate with your weapons. Uh, it is near dead. It is holding on by a thread here. You see it's been sliced. It's got acid damage, energy damage, uh, but it is not dead yet. Sprouts Marlow, can you down this thing? We'll see. A feather will knock it over. Ooh, but it won't be Sprouts. CR 10, but only a 12 on the dice. Not enough, unfortunately. Zinnia, do you have what it takes? All right, I will try. Oh, oh that works. Oh. That's a CR 10 or lower on the on the trick and 28 oh, yeah. on the attack. Oh, yeah. One hit point would have done it, but you've put up 23. It is dead, and we're out of combat. Woo! That's two kills in one combat for Zinnia. That, like, never happens. <laughs> Mark them, everyone, whoever's keeping track of all the kills every season for the wiki. <laughs> uh, right, and you, you can rest up if you need to, because it's going to take probably about 10 minutes or so for Zinnia to get to these repairs oh, uh, yeah. on the, the backup generator, get it started up and, and working cleanly. Sprouts yeah. is definitely taking a rest. Can we... Uh, yeah, you can we plug batteries into this thing while it's uh, in the process of booting up? 
you don't know if it will be able to charge something like a high capacity battery. This is uh, a fairly clunky looking machine, but, yeah, but as you low capacity. <laughs> well, as you take a look over it, actually, I can give you if, if anyone doesn't need to rest, you can take a look around the room and you can find things. There's more loot in here, an engineering toolkit, an industrial welder with a, a full charge, high capacity battery, um, which is uh, the, the welder is kind of like a weapon as well. There's a, a a small box on the janitorial closet with a note in Sheeran written on it. You can find Tress that says uh, for emergency use only and inside you find a magical crystal, which um, why don't you give me a mysticism check? Oh, I will. See if you can identify this right off the bat. Oh, 16. I'm back to rolling very low. <laughs> so for identifying this one, we just take a look what level it is. You might need to roll a little bit better than that. Does anybody else want to uh, take a look at this mystery? Yeah, I show this to Devasho. I say, what do you think about this? Ooh. What you got, Tyler? Devasho has a 21 on mysticism. Excellent. Uh, you have seen Aeon Stones before, so this is a little easier to identify, but 21 is exactly what we needed, I believe. It is a Viridian Balbus Aeon Stone. Viridian Balbus Aeon Stone. I don't know if Devasho could even pronounce that final, so he's, he probably would just say it's a green Aeon Stone. <laughs> it is a level six, uh, and these are a special form of Aeon crystals that come from the Viscarium. And the popular story is that the Vesk liberated the design from the Skittermanders when they conquered Vesk three. As this crystal orbits around you, if you guys want to give it a try, uh, your speed increases by 10 feet. Dang. Pretty powerful one. It's worth 4,200 credits if you want to buy your own, but uh, it's a fairly powerful. I imagine some of our slower uh, PCs might be interested (laughs) in in this technology. Um, I don't know if Sheeran can drool, but I think Trest might be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, there are repair supplies like parts and UPBs in uh, three cases that are about two bulk each uh, next to the, the welder and, and some of these other things by the janitorial area. And in total between the three of them, there is there are a lot of UPBs, uh, 8,000 in total. Oof, we can build a thing with that. Looks like this is what the school would use for repairs all around the building, but I imagine you have a better use for them. Uh, and the finally, uh, there's an emergency battery pack by the backup generator um, that has six long drained ultra capacity batteries um, that can be salvaged with another engineering check if you've if you've got one for me. Oh, and there's there's also a Jellugon fire extinguisher here as well. Another one! And if for the completionists out there, I'll just go ahead and tell you, you found all five in the university. Yes! Hey. I'm pretty sh- pretty sure that's all of them. You see the... I, I literally just got PTSD from watching Rebecca's roll. <laughs> and it's a natural 20 on the yeah. engineering. So they are uncharged, but it doesn't look like the, the, the battery here will be enough... Um, to uh, to charge them them up, or if you did, it would take a long time and maybe not the amount of time you would have on this backup generator. 
but it starts chugging along and you see a few emergency lights around the basement here uh, start up and you can turn off other than machinery, but it sounds like it's it's pumping to the airworks, it's pumping to the the um, the piping system. You can turn those off. And do you guys want to head back to the the server rack room? I think we need yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Quick stop. Oh, uh, yeah. At this Give point, still you on. Well, he's not uh, really on the way, right? I mean, the server room. We get to. Well, you guys can to... do the server room. I'll go get this. To well, I'm actually trying to count the how long it's been. And I think he'll actually find you because after about an hour of work, he comes back with uh, three of these jelly gone fire extinguishers kind of welded together in parts and and Frankenstein into what looks like indeed a very heavy weapon. And he's like, I think I've, I've got it ready. Does there any more swarm that need freezing? <laughs> no. Um, this is a makeshift weapon, but it is one on page 21 of the Starfinder Armory. It is a, a gelid hail cannon, G-E-L-I-D hail cannon. So it will work just like that. And I believe that is a 2D6 cold, uh, 2D8 cold and piercing oh, nice. weapon with the automatic feature. For our power armor user, I believe. Mm. How excited are you, Drew? I'm very excited to to have something new. Oh. It's upgrade time. Whoop whoop. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, it has the uh, staggered critical, so you're going against KAC on this, but it's a little more damage than you've normally got. And it does have the automatic feature, so if you want to burn a, a or I guess freeze an entire group of swarm, this will <laughs> be the weapon to do it with. Um, right, so let's get back into the server room and uh, you can start turning on the the power to the, the server rack and um, plug in a computer and start looking through the, the data. I imagine, Rebecca, that's something you want to start doing here? Yep. Uh, make me a computer's check. It is a, a basically a tier one access terminal to, to connect to these servers, so it's pretty easy. DC 17. And you've got you've 21. Got mm-hmm. Easy peasy. So it looks like you can get through like the main server and figure out which one has the backup to Galchak's data. And at the same time, you can also find Dr. Mokahats, the, the data that um, uh, Zastis uh, Gravelark was looking for. And you can do a download of this data um, you can take the physical racks as well if you want. Um, you've you're able to narrow them down very easily. What would you like to do? Uh, can I detect if there's anything beyond the surface data, like anything hidden in archives or anything worth digging deep for? I, I'm just wondering if it makes sense to just take a backup or do we really need the servers themselves? It, it's up to you. It looks like just about everything from each of their computers is on one of two different racks. So you're pretty sure that if you download the contents of those racks, that data would be just about anything that came from their computer. Okay. Um, but uh, do, do I have take... the data storage space to just download all that data? Yep. yep. Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, you have uh, 
um, tier one or two computers that you can easily download it to. You just got this small statuette of uh, of Hylax. You can download it into if you want to. It's like a novelty USB. Like, I imagine thing. it's kind of like a Funko Pop um, that is a computer as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Of, of Hylax, like doot, 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 doot. Little bug, Funko. <laughs> Come on, Funko. Starfinder uh, figures win. <laughs> Or Funko um, PCs. I can't wait for that. That's a... So do you, well, do you want to Well, I, I think, I mean, it wouldn't make much sense to lug the servers around, right? Like, I can just put them all, put all the data on a drive, and I'll just take that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should, um, you can tell that the the racks, each of these drives will work as a large data module and would sell for about 10 credits or so. But uh, why don't... Yeah, no, that's fine. You just want to download Hold the... 10 credits? Yeah, that's not worth it, right? Okay, calm down. <laughs> Do you want to take a look at the data that you've you've downloaded? Uh, yeah. Okay, so opening up Dr. Galchak's files here, uh, you find a, a huge depository of what looks like his notes. Um, and uh, starting up the first one, it reads... Uh, uh, in your guys' comms. These are the notes of Professor Galchak from the personal office of, uh, well, my historic Zesh University locale on, on the subject of the Shirin Exodus and the escape from the Swarv Hive Mind. Chapter one. <clears throat> he clears his Shirin throat, takes a long breath. You hear the, the sounds of papers shuffling. Then I... A glass noise as he water is being slurped into a bug's mouth. There's a low cough, then a nose cavity violently blown into a, a handkerchief, followed by another long breath, and then a sigh, followed by Professor Kalchek taking a deep breath and saying, To be continued! Oh! oh. How dare that professor! <laughs> I was going to comment that this podcast needs better editing. <laughs> All that it could be cleared out <laughs> with just a single uh, button. Boy, howdy! Um, so you have successfully uh, gotten a good deal of loot out of this university. Yeah. I will say, I'm going to put all of this in your guys's loot folders. But boy, howdy! I, I'm, I understand there's not much loot you can put in a, a swarm extractor imago. <laughs> Um, that would make sense, but looks like you've uh, you've got a lot to make up for it here. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, I'm, hey, I'm I'm happy to get it all in hole. one lump sum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, alrighty, so that's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks for playing with me. Thank you, thank you. Oh, listeners out there, thanks for making my birthday wishes a couple weeks ago come true. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Take it easy. Good night. Good night, night everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.